Job chapter 28. Job's search for wisdom. No known road to wisdom. Surely there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the ground and rock is poured out as copper. Man puts an end to the darkness. He searches the furthest recesses for the ore in the deepest darkness. Far from where people live, he sinks a shaft. In places travellers have long forgotten. Far from other people, he dangles and sways. The earth from which food comes is overturned below as though by fire. A place whose stones are sapphires that contain dust of gold. A hidden path no bird of prey knows. No falcon's eye has spotted it. Proud beasts have not set foot on it, and no lion has passed along it. On the flinty rock man has set to work with his hand. He has overturned mountains at their bases. He has cut out channels through the rocks. His eyes have spotted every precious thing. He has searched the sources of the rivers, and what was hidden he has brought out into the light. No price can buy wisdom. But wisdom, where can it be found? Where is the place of understanding? Mankind does not know its place. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not with me. And the sea says, it is not with me. Fine gold cannot be given in exchange for it, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be measured out for purchase with the gold of Ophir, with precious onyx or sapphires. Neither gold nor crystal can be compared with it, nor can a vase of gold match its worth. Of coral and jasper no mention will be made. The price of wisdom is more than pearls. The topaz of Cush cannot be compared with it. It cannot be purchased with pure gold. God alone has wisdom. But wisdom, where does it come from? Where is the place of understanding? For it has been hidden from the eyes of every living creature. And from the birds of the sky it has been concealed. Destruction and death say, With our ears we have heard a rumour about where it can be found. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth, and observes everything under the heavens. When he made the force of the wind, and measured the waters with a gauge, when he imposed the limit of the rain, and the path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and assessed its value. He established it and examined it closely. And he said to mankind, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to turn away from evil is understanding. Job chapter 29, Job's concluding soliloquy. Job recalls his former condition. Then Job continued his speech. Oh, that I could be as I was in the months now gone in the days when God watched over me, when he caused his lamp to shine upon my head, and by his light I walked through darkness, just as I was in my most productive time, when God's intimate friendship was experienced in my tent, when the Almighty was still with me, and my children were around me, when my steps were bathed with butter, and the rock poured out for me streams of olive oil, when I went out to the city gate and secured my seat in the public square, the young men would see me and step aside, and the old men would get up and remain standing. The chief men refrained from talking and covered their mouths with their hands. The voices of the nobles fell silent, and their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. Job's Benevolence 
As soon as the ear heard these things, it blessed me. And when the eye saw them, it bore witness to me. For I rescued the poor who cried out for help, and the orphan who had no one to assist him. The blessing of the dying man descended on me, and I made the widow's heart rejoice. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My just dealing was like a robe and a turban. I was the eyes for the blind and the feet for the lame. I was the father to the needy. I investigated the case of the person I did not know. I broke the fangs of the wicked and made him drop his prey from his teeth. Job's Confidence Then I thought, I will die in my own home, my days as numerous as the grains of sand. My roots reached the water, and the dew lies on the branches all night long. My glory will always be fresh in me, and my bow ever new in my hand. Job's reputation. People listened to me and waited silently. They kept silent for my advice. After I had spoken, they did not respond. My words fell on them, drop by drop. They waited for me as people wait for the rain, and they opened their mouths as for the spring rains. If I smiled at them, they hardly believed it, and they did not cause the light of my face to darken. I chose the way for them and sat as their chief. I lived like a king among his troops. I was like one who comforts mourners. Job chapter 30, Job's present misery. But now they mock me, those who are younger than I, whose fathers I disdained too much to put with my sheepdogs. Moreover, the strength of their hands, what use is it to me? Those whose strength had perished, gaunt with want and hunger, they would roam the parched land by night, a desolate waste. By the brush they would gather herbs from the salt marshes, and the root of the broom tree was their food. They were banished from the community. People shouted at them, as they would shout at thieves, so that they had to live in the dry stream beds, in the holes of the ground and among the rocks. They brayed like animals among the bushes, and were huddled together under the nettles. Sons of senseless and nameless people, they were driven out of the land with whips. Job's Indignities And now I have become their taunt song, I have become a byword among them. They detest me and maintain their distance, they do not hesitate to spit in my face. Because God has untied my tent cord and afflicted me. People throw off all restraint in my presence. On my right the young rabble rise up. They drive me from place to place and build up siege ramps against me. They destroy my path. They succeed in destroying me without anyone assisting them. They come in as though a wide breach amid the crash they come rolling in. Terrors are turned loose on me. They drive away my honour like the wind and as a cloud my deliverance has passed away. Job's despondency. And now my soul pours itself out within me. Days of suffering take hold of me. Night pierces my bones. My gnawing pains never cease. With great power God grasps my clothing. He binds me like a collar of my tunic. He has flung me into the mud, and I have come to resemble dust and ashes. I cry out to you, but you do not answer me. I stand up, and you only look at me. You have become cruel to me, with the strength of your hand you attack me. You pick me up on the wind and make me ride on it. You toss me about in the storm. I know that you are bringing me to death, to the meeting place for all the living. 
the contrast with the past. Surely one does not stretch out his hand against a broken man when he cries out for help in distress. Have I not wept for the unfortunate? Was not my soul grieved for the poor? But when I hoped for good, trouble came. When I expected light, then darkness came. My heart is in turmoil unceasingly. The days of my affliction confront me. I go about blackened, but not by the sun. In the assembly I stand up and cry for help. I have become a brother to jackals and a companion of ostriches. My skin has turned dark on me. My body is hot with fever. My harp is used for mourning and my flute for the sound of weeping. Revelation chapter 18, Babylon is destroyed. After all these things I saw another angel who possessed great authority coming down out of heaven and the earth was lit up by his radiance. He shouted with a powerful voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a lair for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird and a haunt for every unclean and detested beast. For all the nations have fallen from the wine of her immoral passion, and the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have gotten rich from the power of her sensual behaviour. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so you will not take part in her sins, and so you will not receive her plagues because her sins have piled up all the way to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Repay her the same way she repaid others. Pay back double corresponding to her deeds. In the cup she mixed, mix double the amount for her. As much as she exalted herself and lived in sensual luxury, to this extent give her torment and grief, because she said to herself, I rule as queen and am no widow, I will never experience grief. For this reason she will experience her plagues in a single day, disease, mourning and famine, and she will be burned down with fire, because the Lord God who judges her is powerful. Then the kings of the earth who committed immoral acts with her and lived in sensual luxury with her will weep and wail for her when they see the smoke from the fire that burns her up. They will stand a long way off because they are afraid of her torment and will say, Woe, woe, O great city, Babylon, the powerful city, for in a single hour your doom has come. Then the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn for her, because no one buys their cargo any longer, cargo such as gold, silver, precious stones, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all sorts of things made from citron wood, all sorts of objects made of ivory, all sorts of things made of expensive wood, bronze, iron and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, perfumed ointment, frankincense, wine, olive oil and costly flour, wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and four-wheeled carriages, slaves and human lives. The ripe fruit you greatly desired has gone from you, and all your luxury and splendour have gone from you, they will never again be found. The merchants who sold these things have got rich from her, will stand a long way off because they are afraid of her torment. They will weep and mourn, saying, Woe, woe, O great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet clothing, and adorned with gold, precious stones and pearls, 
because in a single hour such great wealth has been destroyed. And every ship's captain and all who sail along the coast, seamen and all who make their living from the sea, stood a long way off, and began to shout when they saw the smoke from the fire that burned her up. Who is like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads and were shouting and weeping and mourning. Woe, woe, O great city, in which all those who had ships on the sea got rich from her wealth, because in a single hour she has been destroyed. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has pronounced judgment against her on your behalf. Then one powerful angel picked up a stone, like a huge millstone, threw it into the sea and said, with this kind of sudden, violent force, Babylon, the great city, will be thrown down, and it will never be found again. And the sounds of the harpists, musicians, flute players, and trumpeteers will never be heard in you again. No craftsman who practices any trade will ever be found in you again. The noise of a mill will never be heard in you again. Even the light from a lamp will never shine in you again. The voices of the bridegroom and his bride will never be heard in you again. For your merchants were the tycoons of the world, because all the nations were deceived by your magic spells. The blood of the saints and prophets was found in her, along with the blood of all those who have been killed on the earth. <laughs> 